When we read the, the first reading from the book of Zechariah, although it was written more than 2,500 years ago, what we see here is an invitation of all the people of this earth to come and share the joys of the revelation, the joys of salvation, which God has prepared for the people, for all of us. And is there 2,500 years ago, there shall yet come peoples, the inhabitants of many cities, the inhabitants of one city shall approach that of another and say, come, let us go to implore the favor of the Lord. Come, let us go to Jerusalem. Come to the Jerusalem because this is the place of revelation. This is the place where the temple is. This is the place where the prophets are. This is the place of covenant relationship. This is the place where God dwells among his people. So let's go there. Inhabitants of many cities will be inviting each other. Let's go there because we too wish to seek the Lord. We too wish to hear his voice. We too wish to hear his revelation. And so many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and in to implore the favor of the Lord. This is a prophetic vision of Zechariah. We know that at that moment when he was there, the temple was not completed yet. The city was still in ruins. So why would they go there? Why would they go on the human level? There seems to be nothing attractive. There are more beautiful cities which were already in existence. But what would they go? Because of something special, unusual, the gift that God has prepared for humanity. That's why, that's why he sees these. And, and of course, we know that 2,500 years later, we have still, for centuries, people would go to Jerusalem. How many people wish to go to the Holy Land? Many people wish to, especially during the Holy Week, to participate in the celebrations, the mysteries of Christ's suffering and dying for us there. Not only to see the suffering, but to see the rising of the Son of God, to hear his voice, to see, to witness what God has prepared for his people. And we are all recipients of the grace that God has given to us through Jerusalem to the revelation of God, to God's people, to people of the covenant. Well, recipients, we, are, we share Jerusalem for us as a holy city, not because of a physical geographical position or the buildings which are there, but as a place where God has touched in such a way by his presence, where the revelation has been given, where salvation has been offered to us through Christ. That's where not only a place of Holy Sepulchre is, but also is the place of his birth, place of his suffering, place of his resurrection, and ultimately ascension. So the mysteries of our faith have been tied to a local place. Often enough, and this is, there was a special letter that was written to the church on behalf of the shrines, shrines like this shrine, which is National Shrine, is a place where God chooses for his whole purposes, where he wishes to reveal certain things. And the shrine, in a special way, underscores 
both by its physical presence, but also that which is being given here, which is contained here, is the message of his mercy, the message of God's mercy, how great his love for humanity is, that he wishes to remind us of his very love that he has for us, the very mercy that he has for us. And so he chooses a place, location, to proclaim that mystery of his love so great that we can only interpret that and only see it from the perspective of mercy, because mercy is that gift of God looking, lowering himself to us, lifting us from the ground, lifting us from the miseries of life, from the trappings of sin, and lifting us to his very presence, to, to bring us to his face, that we may participate and partake that glory. And so, not because we are innocent, not because we are not uh, broken by sin, is because, because he loves us. And then sometimes we have to endure similar sufferings as he endures. We may have to share the cross with him with such a great deal and such a powerful way that sometimes we may even lose perspective, lose hope. And yet he's inviting us even then to, to share in, in his cross because it becomes redemptive. So the Jerusalem here is not only the Jerusalem, the place of all graces, but is that above all, that relationship with God, coming to know him who has loved us, coming to know him who has created us, coming to know him who is sustaining us in our very existence. So this is what we have, a place of Jerusalem as being place of revelation. But there's more. And the first reading is in inviting us also that we would share this good news with each other, news of salvation. So let those, those uh, who many peoples who, who, who would desire to seek the favor, but they would not know unless someone invites them. So in those days, 10 men of every nationality speaking different languages shall take hold, yes, take hold of every Jew by the edge of his garment and say, let us go with you. Let's go with you to the place of revelation. Let's go with you. Because we have heard that God is with you. That God is with you. You know, uh, we have God with us. We have the Eucharist. It is interesting that 9-11, which we have just celebrated, and there was an interview with with uh, the mayor at that time, which is, which is Mayor Koch. And, and one of the interviewers, it was on a on television and I happened to watch it. One of the interviewers said, what did you do on 9-11? Besides, you know, trying to initiate all the, all the, uh, you know, the emergency activities which were there. And he says, what did you do for the rest of the day? And after, after he completed his work, which was, which was, uh, which was, uh, uh, you know, he's a, he's a former mayor, uh, I should say, because the mayor at the time was Giul Giuliani, but, but he was a former mayor, however he was doing. But what he said is something that, that I am, I was sort of surprised is what did you do? He says, I went to St. Patrick's Cathedral. And the interviewer said, why? <laughs> why did you go to St. Jewish background? And he says, because I know that God is there. Interesting. Yes, uh, witness. So I'm sorry about the uh, 
little misunderstanding about his being, he's a former former mayor, but the fact is that what he said is, is what he, which I heard very clearly, that God is there. Okay, the second aspect today is that, of that first reading is that we are invited to, to invite others to come to know our faith, that we would be inviting others to take them by the hand, literally, and say, I want to show you, I want to show you a place where you can receive mercy and forgiveness, where you don't have to be stuck in life, where you can receive the freedom, the joys of, of his kingdom. And, 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 and this is what, this is the assignment we have today. We are invited to be um, truly a brother and sisters for each other so that we may come to know the faith. Now, when it comes to the gospel today, Jesus, we see our Lord Jesus going to Jerusalem. Why would he go to Jerusalem to offer his life for us? Why would he go to Jerusalem? There's no other purpose to surrender his life. He already predicted it three times, going to Jerusalem, so the Son of Man may suffer and die, and on the third day rise. And, and, and here in the gospel, it says that he, will, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem to offer himself. Very, very clear. And then he sent messengers ahead of him because he had to go through Samaritan places, okay? He was a group of people. So he had to send messengers ahead so they'd say, okay, well, they have a purpose. But this particular village didn't want him because the reason is here, well, he's going to Jerusalem. He's not interested in us. They didn't want him. Of course, now the village did accept him. But what was the, the journey to Jerusalem? Because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. And why? Because Jerusalem, as we know, was a place where he could offer himself as a sacrifice for us. That he would, his life, his preaching, his teaching, ultimately was to offer himself on our behalf so that we may be freed from sin. When James and John wanted to punish the, the, the town, you know, the, uh, the, the city, the place uh, of the Samaritans, the Lord says, rebuke them. No, this is not our purpose. The purpose is salvation. The purpose is ultimately love manifested by God and place of love for all eternity. Today, we also honor 16 martyrs, St. Lawrence, uh, Ruiz, and companions. It goes back to 1600 and ultimately from 16 to 1637. Uh, St. Lawrence, uh, he was born in the Philippines and he's known as the first, first martyr of the Philippines. So, um, he was the one who was brought up as a as a as a as a Catholic. He was uh, formed by the Dominicans. He was a member of 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 the special Rosary uh, Association. Uh, truly, a man of God, very talented. He was a calligrapher. He used to calligraphy, but then he happened to be present at a homicide uh, and, uh, and then he was present in the same place. And so he was accused that 
that he was accused of murder, although he was not. However, it didn't matter. Somebody tried to say that he was the one. And so his life came to an end. He was married, he had three children. And the only way he could avoid the consequences was he joined a, a mission of the Dominicans. He didn't exactly know where they were going, but he says, I wanna join you. He wanted to be a witness. And so, so he did. And they were going to Japan. They went to Nagasaki. And at that time, when in uh, being in, in, in Japan, there was a big persecution of Christians. Nagasaki has many as 50,000 Christians, and there was like a reaction against that. So when the Dominicans came, and um, uh, three of the Dominican priests were there, one was of Japanese background, they were soon discovered, and of course the persecution took place. Ultimately, they were all of them were tortured, and all of them, all of them died, gave their life for, for their faith. Even though Lorenz himself, for a moment, you know, because because of the tortures, he said, "Well, would you would you spare me if I if I renounce my faith?" He asked that question, and and the, the interpreter basically did, was very very uh, non-committal, and then he realized what he said, and as the witness subsequently showed. He says, you know, his faith was so much evoked by that, that he was willing to do anything for his faith and he died as a martyr. What do martyrs tell us? They're focused on one thing. They're focused on the life of Christ. They're focused on the joys that their faith gives them. They're focused on the witness that they need to give because of something greater. And it is not because they're so courageous is because God gives them the strength to witness. God gives them the power. God gives them the conviction. God gives them the spirit that is so strong that no human suffering will pull them away from that which God gave them. And this is very, very, very beautiful to see. We know that martyrdom is not something that is only taking place in the past. We see how many Christians died in the Middle East within the last several years who are willing to die for Christ. We see the same thing happening today in many parts of Africa, including Nigeria. We see that witness. I remember a priest who was here and he was going back to Nigeria and in the area where there's a lot of persecution and he came to the shrine. He spent the day here at the shrine and he said that I'm ready. I'm ready to go back. I'm ready. If martyrdom comes, I'm ready to offer my life. And it was a young priest in his 30s. And I was so moved by that, that, you know, he says, um, I'm okay. I'm ready to, to do so. There's a gift that God gives us, the gift to be ready to offer our life for Christ. And he will suspend fear, worry, because he gives us the power which is manifested in his son. And so all of us are invited today both to be sharers of our faith, to be witnesses. Church is the very depository of all the graces. The Jerusalem of today is our faith, is our church, because the church has everything. It has the living word of God. 
It has the, the, all the sacraments which are necessary, the, demand, the means by which God chooses us and gives us his special graces, the sacramental life. It possesses also all the spiritual blessings through prayer, and above all, which is our participation in the sufferings of Christ. It, it, and above all, it has the Son of God. It is with us, every church, no matter where we are, every place, there is a tabernacle and there's a living Son of God, God who is with us. That's why, you know, the words from Prophet Zechariah, he says, come, we'll see the Lord because he's there, he's a witness. And then finally, I want to just tell you, I, I had the joy of celebrating the Eucharist in Pentagon, you may, may or may not know, there's a daily mass and our community takes care of it. And I was so pleasantly surprised and filled with joy that there's also a tabernacle in, uh, in, our, in Pentagon, tabernacle. The Lord is there. May, may we always ask one another to pray for each other, to strengthen our faith, that we may understand the meaning of the Eucharist with us, the meaning of the, of the heart of Christ, heart that loves so much that he is with us. So maybe then, as we continue with the celebration of the Eucharist, offer the Lord our profound thanksgiving for all the blessings that you bestow upon us, that we may also be truly consoled that the one who has come as a son of God is always with us, always be there for us and that he'll do everything for us because the, the church, his body, the mystical body offers everything for the journey until one day we reach heaven to be with him. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you and God bless you.